0: Welcome to the Non-Breaking Space Show from Austin, Texas. I'm Christopher Schmidt, and on today's show, we talk with Dr. Susan Weinschek, a behavior psychologist that works in the field of design and user experience. She's the author of How to Get People to Do Stuff, Neuro Web Design, What Makes Them Click, and 100 Things Every Designer Needs to Know About People. Before we get started, some things I'd like you to know. Make plans for CSS DevConf 2017. Join Chris Coyer, Wes Boss, Mina Markham, Harry Roberts, Sarah Dresner, Estelle Weil, and many more in New Orleans this October. Early bird tickets are on sale right now at cssdevconf.com. The UX Design Newsletter is a weekly list of articles, tutorials, and inspiration handpicked by yours truly. So sign up at uxdesignnewsletter.com. They have the best links of the week sent to your email. Speaking of email, set it and forget it with the Non-Breaking Space show newsletter. Whenever a new show is ready, be notified in your inbox by signing up at newsletter.nonbreakingspace.tv. Of course, you can always find show notes and links discussed to today's episode at nonbreakingspace.tv. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at teleject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. And if you like today's show, please let others know. And tell them to look on iTunes for the Non Breaking Space show. Now, on with the show. But yeah, but thank you so much for taking time out.
1: Yeah, no problem. To
0: to do this. I Literally have no idea where to start. I've been actually trying to figure out where to start asking the first question, but uh, I okay. just—I I guess the first question I would ask is like, "What is your—you uh, know—you uh, you have a PhD uh, and you write books about uh, how people, you know, what makes people click online, and and you talk with companies. I just so I just want to know what what your normal typical day is, uh, hmm. uh, you know, in terms of. Or what's your normal concern uh, project with the company in terms of yeah. a performance,
1: it varies a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it really does. I mean, um, you know the the it, it's funny sometimes I uh, people ask me to um, uh, kind of coach and mentor them in in either starting or growing their um, business if they have a small business and, uh, I, I like doing that. It's a lot of fun. And then I realize I give them really good advice and then I don't follow that advice (laughs) in my business. So for instance, you know, the advice is that if you have, if you pick a small, um, niche, right. Uh, and be the, you know, especially if you're a small business and just be, you know, the best you can be in that one area, you know that's the be- that's the better way to go rather than do this and this and this and that. of course I don't follow that so that's why if you ask me you know what's a typical kind of project it'd be uh-huh. like whoa so so for instance right now I'm on a project um, I'm actually doing something I think is so much fun and it's really different for me I always wanted to be um, a, a science advisor on a TV show because I have a PhD in psychology and. I don't know, I always thought that would be fun. So that, uh, right now I'm doing that and that's oh, nice. just like, it's so crazy, it's very intense. Um, so uh, that means I am um, spend a lot of time actually reading research papers and summarizing them and thinking about what you could do with that that would be visual. <laughs> because it's tv and uh you know meetings with with the team um a lot of time you know i do a little bit of consulting but i spend a lot of my time doing um online video training and uh, keynote speaking and so a lot of my time is spent um planning curriculum and Uh, you know, thinking about how I want to explain a topic and, uh, you know, working on new presentations and new courses. So that means I'm, you know, in my office and me and the computer, you know, Mm -hmm. and me and the computer and the thoughts in my head. Um, And I spend a fair amount. I have, I'm not working on a book at the moment, but you know, I still do blog posts and stuff. So I spend a fair amount of time writing And then uh, I have a podcast that I do, so uh, I spend time talking into my trusty microphone, right? Just like you.
0: Yes, that's awesome. Uh, Can you tell me which TV show it is? Because I I, I didn't. It's a.
1: um, It's actually a a YouTube Red original series. Do you know what YouTube is doing?
0: Yeah, YouTube. I know what YouTube Red is. YouTube Red is their subscription service. Yes.
1: And they have uh, original programming that they're putting out. And so this is um, uh, season two of Mind Field. Wow. Um, so they, season one was not, I wasn't involved in season one, um, but now I've joined the team
0: for season two. So okay. uh, it's all get, about psychology. So yeah, Mindfield, I guess it's M-I-N-D, I guess it's
1: M I N D and then F-I-E-L-D. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's so. with uh, Michael Stevens, who does Vsauce. I don't know if you know him at all, but he's he's great.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, I love and, and weirded Out by uh, uh YouTube in general, just because of its of its reach and popularity. Yeah. Uh, just because uh I you know people who've listened to this podcast have heard me talk about it before, but uh, um but I'll be very really quick about it. So let's skip it. But uh, yeah, I went to a YouTube conference, uh, VidCon in LA. Oh, and okay. Just because I had no idea. Yeah. All.
1: That must've been it, interesting.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, uh, and it's a bunch of tweens, uh, cause it's, it's part like a uh, social.
1: Yeah.
0: Kind of con. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, like yeah. event. And wow. then they're, they're trying to add this at the time, uh, you know, kind of like this crater track as well. And it was kind of, kind of a, it needs some work and it probably, probably fixed a lot of, <laughs> they probably they fix a lot of holes in it by, by the time I, I mean, it's like the first time they're doing it, so whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was just, just totally floored with how um, crazy uh, popular things are like with the tweens, with YouTube. Right. And so it's like, and one of the things I say, like, like, you know, there's TV stars that would kill, not kill, but like, they would love to have the popularity the, of, of YouTube. Oh, stars. Really, yeah. I know.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, um, I was just thinking the other day about, like, wow, the people who came up with YouTube. Like, why couldn't I have come up with that idea? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, like, well, YouTube, yeah. Well, like, YouTube was like kind of a, when Google bought YouTube, it was almost like some people, and it, you wouldn't be really laughed at for, for thinking this that. Then, then, but they're like, why did we buy this thing? You know, because you couldn't really, you know, digital cameras weren't, you know, you didn't have the iPhone yet, you know, you did, um, you know, that was still like a year or two away. If I remember my dates, right. You know, so you couldn't really readily upload video. Uh, it wasn't t- easy. To, no. Yeah. So you still had that point and click. Uh, yeah, video cameras. Yeah.
1: I so, know. So I know, but I wish I had thought it up.
0: Yeah, I
1: uh, yeah. I, all kinds of things I recognize as being good ideas when they're out there, but then I just go, how come <laughs> I can't be the one that yeah. thinks this up and does it right. and, you know, makes millions of dollars, but somehow, uh, that hasn't happened yet. I still got time
0: there we go cool well yeah, let's <laughs> we'll, we'll think about like uh like kind of like so one of the things that i read about you like you talk about habits and uh you know it's it's march so it's not but you wrote- wrote a paper for i uh, wrote an article about uh uh new year's habits
1: yeah and, new, and, new year's yeah, resolutions yeah.
0: yeah i i felt like the the cool part of that was uh self stories. Yeah. In terms of forming habits, could you explain like how a self story can help people make habits? Because like I, I, I've given up on making New, new Year New Year's resolutions because I feel like they're just a waste of time. Like just like I will break it, and then it's a race for me to break it. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's like it's not it's not the fact that I will break it is an issue because it will happen. It's like can I get past thirty one days? <laughs> because then I feel like oh, okay, at least I stretch it out that far. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, what are self studies and, and how can they be?
1: Yeah, well, I just love the work of, of um, Timothy Wilson. He um, He's actually responsible for getting me into the whole field of unconscious mental processings, um, which I got into maybe about 10 or 15 years ago or so. Um, and he wrote this book called um, Redirect. It's actually not his first book. And we had him on our podcast. I was so thrilled. This was like, you know, I get to have... Tyrithy Wilson on my podcast, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was a little bit of like a, you know, what's a, there's a term for when you're like a fan and you're just like overwhelmed, you know?
0: Fan uh, girl, fan
1: boy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's a university professor, he's a very yeah. you know down to earth kind of person. Not yeah, you know, he's not not you wouldn't normally think of him as a celebrity, but I do. But um, he wrote this book called Redirect, which is just a great book about his research and other people's research on um self-stories. And so the idea is that we all have stories um about you know who we are and what's important to us and why we do what we do. And some of these stories we're consciously aware of and some of them a lot of them are unconscious. And you know these are the stories we tell to others or we tell to ourselves. And um his research shows really clearly it's very powerful that uh, if in fact I've come to believe it is the only way you really get long term large behavior change so there's there's a whole science about habits that I talked about in that article as well, um, which I think works really well, especially if you're just talking about something little you know like I always give the example of you know I should be drinking more water or you know, I should eat more vegetables or I should get more exercise, which I consider little things. But if you're talking about making a change in your life, that's like really big um, habit will only get you like, you know, this far. Um, You could of course, probably chain like a hundred habits together and then you maybe you'd get that far, but for really big change, the best thing to do is to change your self story. And because that is that so drives your behavior, um, when you change some of these uh, deep self stories, uh, it automatically without you even realizing it changes behavior and then it's the other thing i think that was surprising from his work is that it's actually really easy to change your self-story because you think well that must be hard to do but you can do it um i mean he did it in 20 to 30 minutes he had people change their self-story uh in a way that then stuck and affected them for the rest of their lives so i um I don't know if you want any more details about it, but I was so impressed when I read his book. It was like, yeah, this is great, great stuff.
0: So, so what is a self story? Like, if someone's listening right now, like, what would they?
1: Yeah, well, I'll give you. I can give you an example he uses in his research. So he was working with college kids who, um, uh, you know, people who were who had started college, and you know, in their like first or second semester, somewhere in their first year. They weren't doing well, right? They were maybe on the verge of dropping out. So um, students who were kind of at risk. And uh, he brought them in and, um, you know, it was a scientific experiment. So some of them um, uh, watched a video, a 20-minute video, and some of them did, you know, another task for 20 minutes. He had different conditions. But one of the things he did was one group would watch a 20-minute video, and in the video would be um, other students, and these were real students, who had been in a similar situation uh, when they were freshmen, and who talked about, you know, and they all, and so it was like a 20-minute video vignette of a couple of different students, and one student would say, like, well, yeah, when I first came to college, I wasn't doing well, and, you know, I was partying too much, or another student would say, when I first came to college, I didn't have confidence that I was going to be able to to do it, and so then I just if and, you know the first time I didn't get a good grade on an exam, I just kind of gave up, you know. And then another student would say, well, you know, I, I, I was capable of doing the work but my study skills were really not up to par and but then I got help at the you know center at the tutor place where they have tutors and they help you with study skills and so they just kind of told their story about how they were not doing well and then what intervention they did and then they would say at the end so then I re- you know so then I realized it wasn't that I'm you know Um, not capable or it wasn't that I had to just accept I had poor study skills. I mean, they, they had changed their self story and they explained that in the video. So when he showed this video with these couple of people telling their self story initially, and then how they changed it and how they were now, because these people in the video were all graduating from college and they had been successful. um, That caused the people watching to change their self-stories. And uh, that group that watched the video and then uh, were asked to talk a little bit at the end of the video about which of these, right, do you think describes you? And so therefore were doing what he would call story editing. So they were editing their self-stories based on what they had seen other people do. Um, And he tracked them and a really large percentage of them uh, changed and and became successful. And you know, when he interviewed them f- before they graduated, you know, they said, "Well, you know, I I changed my study skills and so on." And the other groups, though, that went through a twenty minute intervention in some other way, but didn't watch those videos, they had um, much lower success rates. They had not changed. Uh, and that was just one example in his book. Uh, he has many examples. So. Just by um, uh, doing that editing, just by saying to yourself, okay, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not true that I'm a lazy person. Or maybe it's not true, you know, that I have to accept that I'm not as smart as the other people here. You know, maybe that's not true, right? And maybe I, yeah, you know, I am a smart person, right? Saying that and really believing it, changing that story internally, it just changed, you know, like probably... 50 different behavior patterns that then led to them being successful. So I'm just a big fan. of And, in fact, I will actually periodically in my life, I sit down with pen, and I do it with pen and paper because um, sometimes I type it because I hate handwriting. But there is actually research to show that when you write something by hand, uh, it, it activates different parts of your brain than if you type it. So I will I try to do it by hand. But I'll sit down and I'll just write out, here's what I think my story is right now. And then I'll think about the things that, as I've written it, are things I really like about my life and don't want to change. But then I'll look at the story and I'll realize, hmm, you know, I've got a little thing in here. There's a little pattern in here, a little story going on that I don't like, right? And it's not serving me and it's making me you know, not have as much fun or not be as positive as, or whatever it is. And then I rewrite the story because when you think about it, you know, um, there's always more than one way to look at any given situation. Right. When I can, I'm sitting here in my home studio and I could, I could either say, well, you know, it's a gray day. I'm looking out the window. It's really gray. um, I'm in this little town in Wisconsin, and, you know, this is how I communicate with people. You know, I'm in my house alone all day, and if I'm going to talk to anybody, it's on a TV screen. You know, what kind of life is this, right? I mean, I could tell the story that way, or I could say, well, you know, um, it's it's a gray day because it's been raining because it's spring. We made it through winter in Wisconsin, and I'm so excited about spring. And um, how lucky am I to be able to live in this little town in Wisconsin where it's nice and quiet and inexpensive and yet be able to talk to people all around the world? You know, it's not like a great thing. So I'm describing the same thing, but there's two really different stories to it right. And. uh you know, the way, so the way you describe your life and who you are and how you're interacting with other people just has a huge effect on everything your mood, but also the way you interact with people, right?
0: Right. Yeah. I could, I, I've also heard it described as like a filter, like, like a lens in which you see the world is like, uh, you can, you can, you can have a, like a, not rose colored glasses, but like a more positive view of a situation, or you can have a negative view of a situation. Yeah. You, you know, it's
1: uh, right. Because stuff happens all the time, right? I mean, you can't control everything that might happen in your life, but you can look like, as you said, you can f- look at it through this filter or that filter, you know, this yeah. can be an opportunity or this can be a defeat. Right. Right. Um, I can be, I can have some control over my life or I can be a victim. You know, I mean, there's, So anyway, that's why the self stories are so powerful. So if you change, so if you, in terms of New Year's resolutions, right, or wanting to make changes in your life, in fact, um, I believe, you know, unless you change your self story, you won't be able to make changes because, you know, if you still have the same story operating, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I've let let's say you have a story which is, you know, I'm past the peak of my career. You know, they say that that if uh, you know once you're past 35 you know your brain is right i mean if you've got that story operating then how are you ever gonna write a book if you're over 35 right because you'll be constantly well i might as well not you know and some a lot of this unconscious right i might as well not even try because i don't have the brain power i should have written it 10 years ago because now i'm too old to write it right so you'll are you know are you really going to write the book and finish it? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah.
0: But for self stories, it, it sounds like the uh, best way, like, to do it is to actually write it down. Like write down like what you think is your current point of view. And I just want to rehash this. So to uh, so write down like what what's how you see the world, and then you then you also just, like write it and make sure the act, I mean the act of writing. I think you you mentioned it. Like it triggers something else in the brain. Rather than than a keyboard and is that just you know because I remember like a uh, Moleskine notebooks they're they're actually phrases uh, I, I write it down so I remember it later and I and that is so me because I can I can type something a to do list but I will f- totally forget it because it just it's in the it's in it's a I just typed on my keyboard and, whereas if I write it down in a notebook Moleskine notebook whatever uh, I'll actually remember it and I'll actually just fill notes not. Also, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it
1: it is different, and I don't know about whether anyone's done research about, you know, is that a is that because when we were young, we wrote things by hand, uh, so generations now that are growing up doing very little handwriting, and mainly writing on a keyboard, will this be true for them? I don't know. Um, Uh, so i don't know if it has to do with just uh you know what your how your brain got wired when you were young and the effect Mm -hmm. of writing by hand or if it really is just anybody writing by hand it might be the latter because you, you this your hand moving through space does change um the wiring for instance people who are learning people who learn a language that like like uh, English, which is not s- very pictorial. I mean, it is somewhat, right? You're drawing Im- you're drawing symbols. Um, but if you're learning a language like uh, Chinese or Japanese, where it is a much more pictorial language, they their brain looks different when they learn to write that than someone who writes ABCD. So we know that the literally the movement of the hand, changes the wiring of the brain so i suspect it really does have to do with with writing by hand having said that if you hate writing for, by hand i'd rather you do some story editing on the keyboard than not do it at all right
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah so I, I find it like totally amazing just to um to, to like, just by writing a story of how you, you see things and then uh changing things and then writing the story you want to be is is uh Liberty, like, yeah. if, I, if I think like, it give you like bigger steps than trying to change your habit, like, which is like which you mentioned earlier is like small steps. I felt like that
1: was, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I think is so exciting about the story editing. Is well, first of all, I want to make a distinction because the, the process I described to you is actually story writing, okay? Sorry, yeah. um, and and uh, one thing I want to say is you had mentioned well you write the story of how of how you want to be that's not exactly it because it's really oh. important that you write what is currently true. Oh, okay. But through that different filter, so so you don't write um, you know uh, like I wouldn't write you know I am a 25 year old uh, you know woman who's five seven and uh uh or five nine and and you know uh is a great athlete you know because i'm five feet tall and you know i'm not 25 or 27 so but i so you want to be it has to be grounded in in reality Uh, otherwise what's going to happen is your unconscious brain is going to say it's not me (laughs) Yeah, that's, not, that's it's too far, but right. the other thing I want to say is that that story writing, um, in a, you don't even have to do that. I mean, like in the example I gave you of of Wilson's research, that w- he called that story editing, mm-hmm. which is even easier because they didn't even have to do anything; they just watched the darn video, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, well, well, in in your book, uh, I, I think it's the uh, how Make people do stuff? It, you know. Uh you you ask pe- you you point out that uh, to convince people to do something, uh one is to look great, be attractive, and then two is to uh actually I forgot what number two was. Um <laughs> what was the number two, it was to uh I forgot what the number two was. It was I was I got I got hung up on attractiveness. But uh <laughs> uh but that it was the, the another point you made was like uh be attractive, but also uh if people could relate to you in terms of of being on the same wavelength, I, I, I say like say the same wavelength, but they felt like you were uh, like in their tribe, if you will, if I can use that word yeah. uh, that way, they would say like, Hey, they would uh, be able to take you in and, and, and accept what you're saying and then probably go and, and do what you're, what you ask. And yeah. so I felt, I felt like in, in your example that you gave it, would it be the fact that the people who in that study, which, you know, uh, which is someone else's study, but the, I felt like maybe, they're watching a video of someone who is also in their same predicament.
1: Yes. Same predicament. And, and is and very, is kind of like them, right? right. They're college students at the same college. Right. As they are and had the same kind of problem that right. they had. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you then identify, right. And say, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on with me. Right. right. Um, and I think that, you know, I think we've all had the experience, maybe we haven't, but uh, you know, of, of, you know watching a movie or uh, uh watching someone sing a song they wrote, or you know, and just really identifying with it and having it affect you very deeply for you know and 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 these moments where okay, that changed my life, right. You know I went to that performance or I saw that movie, and I realized that you know, and again, a lot of times it's not conscious, like they're not really aware that they've had that. They may be aware that something's different, right that 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 event or that piece of art work that they saw or that performance changed them in some way. they may not be able to articulate it clearly
0: and one of your books also you mentioned it was like just a short thing, but I felt like it was very powerful in terms of of software development in terms of uh, instructions because, you know, everyone, you know, like, man, when the iPhone came out, man, you could not, you know, shake a stick without uh, seeing someone, a project manager say, like, we got to get our instructions down to the size of, of a card that came with the iPhone, right? Because this is how this is all they need to know to learn how to use an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. So uh, one of the things that you mentioned was, uh, uh, said, like, you know, hey, when you have a new product, you know, you, like, as you say, you consult with companies, like, don't just list all like you know this this software package can in your example so it was like an upload is a photo uploader or something like, that. like yeah you can uh, edit photos you can do X Y Z and like like this photo, this application has these features that, or say you can upload photos right now or something like that. And so and which one of these two uh, do people want uh, re- uh, react better to and that was the one where it's you and your that possessions where you yeah. Say, And so you actually, and so people can relate to that because like, Oh, I can actually do something with the software.
1: Right. Right. And, and, you know, I mean the whole idea of stories then also feeds into, you know, products, right. And Mm -hmm. product design and Mm -hmm. product marketing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, do I, am I, am I the kind of person Mm -hmm. that uses or buys this product? Like, is that, is that, is that me? Is that my tribe? Right. right. And that has to do with self stories. So it's, I think it's extremely important to try and get an understanding of what's, this, what are the operating self stories of the people that you're either writing instructions for or designing for, or,
0: or trying to sell to. Yeah. Right. Is that so like trying to find the personas or trying to find, understand your customer base?
1: and. It is, it and, is. And, but I, and, and so I think, you know, Sometimes people think personas is, you know what, so wh- when I'm working on it, you know, I was telling you about I'm doing the the science advising on this TV show, but, and that's the first time I've ever done a project like that. So most of my projects are, <laughs> you know, evaluating a product and telling them what they should do differently to make it more engaging or more usable or, you know, kind of more of the uh, behavioral science behind design or more of the more traditional you know user experience design but i'll always ask you know when i'm working on a project like that you know do you have personas that's one of my early questions you know do you have personas you're using on this project um uh, it's always a problem when i'm in a room and i ask that question and they kind of look at each other and say do do we do we have personas? <laughs> and it's like, Hey, okay. <laughs> we don't have operating personas, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I always ask to look at them if they, if they have them. And, you know, it's so interesting because sometimes they are, you know, okay. Um, it's, a, it's more a description of the marketing demographic. You know, uh, we sell to people who, you know, have this income and live here and, you know, use these products and it's, it's like okay but i need to try and get an understanding of the operating self stories that are underneath here and obviously you know people are individual and i'm not going to be able you know you sell a product i'm not we're not going to be able to take the millions of people who use it and all give them one self story but we can certainly parse out you know what are the five likeliest self stories that are going to be operating and that would motivate someone to be interested in, in this product. And if you don't know that, which sometimes you don't, you know, then you gotta, I mean, that's, I love doing like a, I call it um, exploratory target audience research, which is, you know, doing kind of deep interviews with um, current or potential clients and to find out, you know what are the self stories that that are really common to the people who'd be interested in this product?
0: So what's a deep interview?
1: You know a deep interview um, is I, is uh, it's it's hard to describe um, it's a it's using what I call a structured interview protocol so you have a series of questions that you may ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you may not ask. So you start with. So let, I, I did one of these not too long ago for. Um, this was for. I'm not. I won't say who it is. C- confidentiality stuff. But it was for. It's for a large, fairly well known online uh, retailer of clothing and apparel, and um, who it is a very very successful company uh and but they weren't sure that they really did know some of these self stories and especially for um potential new customers because you know they had a really strong customer base but that customer base was getting older and it's like okay we got to make sure we stay relevant with younger people who aren't used to shopping with us And so um, they had, you know, we identified who those people were and where we would find them. We recruited them, and then I actually got it. This was done actually with, um, you know, with a tool. Uh, I didn't see them um, because that's often hard for people; don't they don't have the cameras hooked up? They don't have a camera, but I could hear them. And then what? And so, and we went to this company's website. But first I just asked them, you know, uh what you know, when was the last time you bought clothing or apparel you know online. And and interestingly, we kind of already knew that that answer to that cuz that's all asked when you recruit them, you know. So the recruiting company had that, but it's a way to start the conversation. So then you just start talking and they're like, "Oh, well, I you know, I bought this shirt for my husband, you know, last like about two weeks ago and that's like oh okay so what you know when you when you're gonna buy something online for yourself or someone else you know where where do you usually go oh i usually go here or there and then we just start talking about you know well what's important to you when you're buying stuff online um and the if you just start talking and then you go then we would go to the website and you know well let's say you're going to buy a shirt here you know like what what would you do but we did so we're not testing the website though. We're really just using it as a vehicle to have a conversation and you find out the most amazing things like, um, uh, what the reason the company wanted to do this is they had a whole brand identity, you know, and they had these ideas about what was really important about the process and about the website. Um, and they wanted to know whether that was true. <laughs> wow. And was that still true? And was it, so the things that they thought were really important, is that what their audience thought? And it did what, some of them, some of the, you know, I call them the sacred cows, you know, did not, mat, were not important. And that was uh, hard for them to hear. Right. Cause it's like, well, we built our entire company around this idea and nobody cares. Um But, you know, people would would talk about, you know, how um, really, you know, get real emotional. Uh, It's amazing to me how emotional people can get about shopping, you know, Uh, but really emotional about wanting to share that, that shopping was a way to have meaningful time with her daughter, this one woman said, you know. See it was really it was like the her daughter was a teenager, and they weren't getting along and you know this was the one thing they could do together without fighting you know and um i in another deep interview I did for a different client uh I had a a forty five year old guy was in the in the room this was in person, and he was crying because, and this was an interview about um Hooking up televisions, <laughs> oh, yeah. buying a TV and bringing it home and hooking it up. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and and a lot of a lot of the people in that that we interviewed got very emotional because what you know he said I'm supposed to be like this is my role oh, in what? a family, you know. He's tears. Are I got to be the one who knows how to hook. You know, if I get the TV. And I can't hook it up, you know, and my family's sitting there waiting for it to be hooked. And I didn't get the right cable, you know. I mean, it was like this big, wow. uh, big emotional experience. And he was not the only one that reacted yeah. that way. And I was like, wow. So this story, right? Mm-hmm. He had a story. And apparently this is a common story for the people that shopped at that store and bought that kind of product. His story was, you know, I'm the tech guy who's knowledgeable. You know, I have to really have this together. And so that translated into the fact that when they sell things like, you know, really large screen TVs, um, you know, they need to sell the whole package and all the cables and, you know, you and you have to be sure you know exactly what you're doing without admitting that you don't know what you're doing to the salesperson, right? Because yeah. your story is that you know what you're doing, and yet this, it, the salesperson has to explain it to you because you don't really know what you're doing, you know. But understanding that that dynamic is going on, you know, means that you can, you know, you can be, sh- you can. People are going to want to buy their large tech stuff from you because they know when they go home. They know what they're doing, you know. It just their story. So I, I just think those are great examples of, um, you know. I think we we forget that people make purchases as part of you know who they are and the story that they feel about themselves.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just like yeah, the purchases are an extension of themselves, and yeah, and, what they bring, and it's important when they bring home is is important to them too. So it's an extension of yeah what they decide to bring home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause like I've been to companies where they personas are working speak, you know, working departments uh, or yeah. someone, someone else's best guesses as to, uh, of, of who their audience is. And, and uh, they don't actually go out and, and ask people, you know, their customers are and what they're doing. So, yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's why I kind of like, you know, personas. I have a, like, that's one reason why I ask you like, well, how do you get personas? Like, cause I just feel like I'm, I'm doing it wrong.
1: and you know i think there's to you know back to stories i mean to make sure that when you're doing those interviews you you have people tell you stories you know tell me about the last time you bought a tv Mm -hmm. you know that's the stuff that comes out as they tell the story rather than you know where did you buy your last tv and what kind of tv did you buy you know what you need is the story yeah. of how they made the decision and how it went you know i it was unbelievable to me how many you know bad stories you get i mean just Probably. and how upset people were when you know the the wrong shirt arrived i mean that was they they would talk for like a half an hour yeah
0: well, about well,
1: well, their frustration about the wrong shirt
0: arriving like like pr- like they were personally wronged is, is that type of thing or is it more just like just upset type of thing or was it like? Was it that dependent
1: on the person and what their story was? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for some people it was, you know, uh, you know, it, it, I, you obviously don't care about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't take you. You'll take my money, but you won't send me the right shirt. You know, and mm-hmm. for other people, it was just about how you know it was so disappointing and you know, it was supposed to be a present. And now the present, well, you know, they weren't going to be able to give the present on time. And so but, it did the, you know, the story varied, but it, it, it was like, uh, and they had lots of these story, <laughs> stories. People really remember when stuff goes wrong, especially with an online purchase. They, they seem to really remember that.
0: Well, and that also goes to uh, trust, which you also talk in, in, uh, in, your book, uh, about, about like, and trust is really tough. Cause like, you know, in the you know, dinosaur days of the internet, you know, when Amazon was selling books and just books, you know, people would say like, well, I can't believe we're buying online. Right. You know, just like, wow. And now people, you know, buy computer devices that like listen to what you say from, from Amazon and
1: yeah.
0: they're always on listening to you. It was like, like, oh, I guess that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that's trust in like, in terms of convincing people that uh, you're doing okay. and. Uh, you know, having run a small business it's just like and customer support is a big issue. I think Amazon kinda of unlocked that a little bit with doing like, you know, I'm gonna respond to your email or customer support issue within 24 hours. It's set this bar that uh you know, that we you need to turn around in order to get trust. And so if someone does complain about their shirt or whatnot, it's you know, it it, it and if you if there is an issue, problem or whatever, like to, to resolve it as soon as possible in a way that makes them happy um just so that you know when you know when they think about your brand again it's it's not seeing a negative light but also like i feel like if you're buying a tv that's like once in a blue moon you know or longer purchase it's not something that happens every day or every year so um you know i was just you know i think the last tv i bought was like you know like eight years ago or something like that yeah yeah, the
1: one i bought was a long time ago
0: (laughs) right and it's you know and then i feel upset because every time i see my tv it's like man this thing is so thick all the new tvs are like (laughs) way for thin like like, how do i survive with this you know (laughs) with this hd capable uh, like oh i can't breathe Uh, but uh but yeah so it's and um and so i don't know if your stories is just i feel like also like same with buying a car it's like you don't buy a car every day and so uh there's I think personally for me is uh, kind of realization of when buying a car or buying a big product TV, just like do as much research as you can, but realize like you are just, you know, you're not an expert because you don't do this every day. And so uh, you're actually beholden to the company that's buying it to you to uh, treat you fair and right. So when you make that purchase, purchase and so I can see like, there's definitely a lot of room for, uh, for trust to be to from the company to actually showcase, you know. Yeah, you big know big it's,
1: it's it's interesting with with Amazon. You know, Amazon is uh, they spend a lot of their time and energy and money um, on the back end, right? I mean they're like masters of algorithms. And um, I'm not saying they don't spend time on their their interface design, but but, I uh, I mean, my guess is, and I'm totally guessing if you, you know, if you went to the, the, if you looked either at how much time and money they spend or if you went to the top level people and asked them what's more important, this or that, you know, the probably that back end stuff is, I mean, I know that's important to them. and But interestingly, that does end up having a huge effect. I mean, I remember just um, a week ago, uh, we have an electric tea kettle, you know. And it started acting strangely, and uh, I thought, well, gee, you know, I, 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 me, I'm, I'm like, I'm like any company's nightmare of a consumer. <laughs> I will not, I will not let go, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I, I have a very funny story about uh, North Face and a tent, but anyway. That's okay. I, I won't tell you that one right now, but I I was like okay so it's a tea kettle I don't want to spend money on a tea kettle is there a warranty on this and I was like I don't know you know where and when did I buy it and I thought well chances are pretty good I bought it on Amazon because we buy everything on Amazon and you know in like two seconds right I can go online and Amazon has my orders for years right? right so i just searched on you know tea kettle under my orders and there it was and i bought it uh almost three years ago right. uh and you know here's the here here's the order right here's the date here's the price here's the model number right so then i could call up the company that made it and found out I was one month from warranty going out. It was a three-year warranty, and I was one month away. But, you know, it's like, so I really appreciated, right, that Amazon had that history and that I could find it that fast. And it's worth it to me, you know, to shop at Amazon just because I know that three years from now, yeah, I can you know I can instantly have that. I use I mean people laugh at me. I use Amazon as my address book.
0: Yeah, yeah. When totally I want
1: cool. to send out a birthday card, I go to Amazon. <laughs> Chances <laughs> are I've sent that person a gift at some yeah. point. Oh man, and I could find their address on there. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I told totally, you, yeah, with the Christmas port being like what is like. Uh I really want to hear your tenth story, but so I'll I'll swap <laughs> you my story, which is which is still ongoing. But yeah. uh, but to talk about like bad customer support, which is uh you know, I, I don't fully put the blame on the company, but it's their fault. But uh it's uh uh have you heard of instant pot at all? The uh, no. it's like a croc, it's a, it is part crockpot and part six other cooking devices. Really? Yeah, it's it's uh they've been written up in terms of like it's kind of a viral thing about how popular they, they become without yeah really advertising that much, and so uh it, it basically is like a pressure cooker, cooker, crockpot, uh, boiler type thing, and one in one device, and so it's pretty cool just to things that would take hours can like a half hour or whatever. So anyway, yeah. So yeah. so we so I bought one as a gift for someone, and then I bought and then then we we bought one for ourselves, and so um and I decided like you know to learn how to cook with this thing one day when uh, everyone else is gone for the weekend. I was like, I'm going to learn how to cook for this thing (laughs) because I'm not a big fan of cooking. I'm going to learn how to – I'm becoming a ninja with this thing. The first meal, I nuke this thing. I fry it. And it's it's supposed to do seven things, which I told you about. I went from one stage to the second stage. And by going to second stage, it somehow blew the fuse, which I think is—I'm not even sure that's what happened because I'm still talking to customer support. And so they have a phone number and they have their uh, line, their e- email thing. So I left them a voicemail. Uh, they did get back to me like Monday, you know. But uh, you know, I'm busy working, so I'm like I don't have time to deal with this. And so, but basically, when I get back to them in time, it's like send you—you you will have to do a customer support ticket online because like well I kind of defeats the purpose of me talking to you on the phone but uh, whatever so so I go to the support ticket it's like send us your photos of you buying the thing uh like your your invoice uh show us a photo of your like the the serial number show us uh, uh, the like just basically like just show us everything make sure like you literally have this this thing and i was like oh my god like seriously like Okay, right. And, and then so I sent the ticket in and I was like, oh, I'm done with this ticket. And, yeah. Because um, I've given them all the information. Yeah. And I referenced it in the vo- voicemail and it says, like, thank you for submitting it. It's going to take longer than a day to two days to get back to you because we're just so, so
1: swamped and, and,
0: with insanely popular. And I was just like, I was so upset with that because, like, as you know, that's not true because if you actually, Spent the time on the quality of the product, you would have less customer support issues. Right. You you, know?
1: you have <laughs> you have fifty thousand of these being returned. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So like, you you're so popular. That, right. So I was like, so I was like, oh, I'm so upset with that because you know, it's the the book is uh quality is free. Basically, it talks about the whole concept of like you actually yeah. pay pay money up front. Yeah. Uh, you don't your customer support costs go way down. And um and I could totally understand it's like version one of the product or two, but it's been a while. And so, and I know Jack about the Instant Pot you know, business, <laughs> whatever. But I'm just like seriously. So the week goes by, I haven't heard from them. So I sent up like, hey guys, yeah, what's, what's
1: up? going I, on? Yeah,
0: I, I my family is not unhappy with me because I nuked their cooking
1: utensil. You <laughs> know, and,
0: uh, and so and they wrote back it's like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Blah blah blah. It's been uh, yeah, we we think you're right that the fuse was blown. Can you please send us more photos of All X, Y? Right. Yeah, of like, and half the stuff they wanted was the stuff I've already sent them. And I was just like, I just threw my hands up the air. Did you like,
1: feel like maybe you should send them like photos of uh, unhappy faces from your family? You know? Oh, I'm going
0: to do that now. That's a great <laughs> idea. I'm going to do that. Unhappy. Yeah, photo. you got,
1: so I can tell you what to do here. The that-
0: no, okay, tell me.
1: Because this isn't resolved, right?
0: No, no, this is still ongoing. I have, like, not...
1: Yeah, I mean, at. basically, I get into this, you know, it's the principle of the thing. And right. and so I had... This is my tenth story. I'll try and make it short. But right. we, my family, we used to go camping every year. We don't anymore. But when I had kids and they were young, and uh, every year we'd go camping. And we would go, like, for two weeks, you know, out in the wilderness. And so having a good tent was really important and we spent so at one point we spent a lot of money we got like north faces fanciest most expensive tent you know um just an ungodly amount of money and we took the tent out and used it for the first time and it rained and the water just poured in the tent (laughs) It was like no I had, and we've been tenting for like, you know, years and years and years with other tents. We've never, you know, no, it's yeah. the rain. The rain is not supposed to come in the tent. And it wasn't like a deluge. It was just like regular rain. So obviously yeah. there's something wrong with the tent. Right. Okay. So I get back, we get back from the camping trip. Um, and uh, I contact them and say, you know, there's a problem with the tent and they say, okay, uh, you know, send in the tent. So I, I, send in the tent to them and then I don't hear anything. Right. So then I start calling and then I went through, it was this really interesting thing. The whole thing took like, I think three months and it started with, you know, I would call them and they would say, Oh, well, it's very busy and we have a lot of tents here and our customer service department. First, it was like the customer service department just moved And so we moved everything everyone had sent in with us. And then like, I would call in again and it was like, oh, well, Shelly is on maternity leave, you know? Um, So I'm not talking to Shelly. Then I would call in again and I, you know, I was finding out how Shelly's baby was. I mean, it was (laughs) like, I had a friendship now going with them. Um, But then finally, as time went on and nothing happened with the tent. um, Oh, and then I got a letter. This was great. And I didn't save the letter Or I don't think I saved it. I actually got accused of tent abuse. There was a phrase in there that said, we believe you have uh, committed tent abuse.
0: Committed tent abuse. Yes. (laughs) That was the phrase they
1: used. That was the phrase they used. And I was like, (laughs) like I had done something to the tent, which I didn't. Yep. which meant that it would rain in plus, by the way, they wanted me to know that the tent was not meant to be used in all conditions. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> like it's not, like, it's never going to rain. You know, <laughs> so then I, what I started doing was, this was the final campaign.
0: Okay.
1: I called, I found out who the woman was in charge of customer service. Um, and I called her every day. And oh, I nice. called her. Now she's in. She was in California, and I'm in Wisconsin. So I purposely called when I knew she wouldn't be there, okay. like early in the morning, or oh, for nice. her, you know. And I would very nicely, I would just start talking, and I'd say, "Hi, Tara, this is Susan <laughs> in Wisconsin. We've talked before, and I would talk tell her the whole story, and I would fill up her voicemail." <laughs> Every day, he would. There would be no room for anyone else's voicemails.
0: Tell her every slacious, detail of her of her tent abuse.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd say yeah. I'd tell the story all over. As a, but I was always very nice. You know, hi Tara, yeah. it's yeah. Susan. So you know, I'm thinking about the tent. I mean, you know, I would just like go on and on and fill up her voicemail, and then finally, one day, my phone rings. And, th- and really, the voice says, just give me the address to send the check to. And I said, pardon me? And she said, this is Tara. Just give me the address. She was so <laughs> fed up. And a, a check arrived in the mail for the full amount, and we were oh, done. Nice. So you have okay. to be – They here's what you have to do. You have okay. to be nice. Yes. You have to be very specific about what you want. Right. And then you have to make it so not dealing with you is worse than dealing with you. You know, okay. like, like they just want you to go away. Away, yeah. And what can they do? And you've told them exactly what they need to do to make you go away. you got to be really specific. Because yeah. I had said to her, I just want a check for the total amount of the tent. Yeah, I don't want a new tent. I don't want you to repair the tent. I just want to check for the event. Yeah, there you go. That's my secret <laughs> to customer service. Right?
0: Because you're right. Because you, the minute you're not nice, isn't it? They they have an excuse to hang up on you and not talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got to be nice. Yeah. but you can't. Yeah, you just got to be really persistent. So oh, you're man, gonna have I, to call these people.
0: Oh man, I love that. Yeah, because uh, every uh I, I haven't told anyone this, like, other than people I work with. Because I don't want it to be uh, flung on me at all. But I uh, this is actually for my dad. But this is the patented. I've actually patented. He, he told me the I, yeah, idea. Patent uh, is the uh, uh, how to be uh, the Christopher annoying technique to get what you want. <laughs> and uh, you have to. Uh, so you ask for something, and someone hasn't given it to you yet. Right? It could be like a file or or some sort of thing or whatever. And so, yeah. Um. So basically, you say like. You know, it's agreed that you, they are supposed to get something. You didn't get it. Whatever. My editor should not be listening to this right now. So, but, uh, <laughs> is that, uh, is that first you do the email yeah. on day one, day two voicemail Yeah. and then repeat. And then you're like, sounds like, but your idea of just filling with the voicemail sounds awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I have never had the patented, uh, annoying Christmas technique go past four days without uh, really resolution. yeah
1: that's good
0: yeah um but i i have not uh graduated to the tent level scale though in terms of like <laughs> I,
1: I had a funny thing happen where i i was had a, a problem with a service not a product hmm. and uh i was so frustrated i wrote about it on my facebook my personal facebook page yeah and uh just because you know it's like can you believe this and it just so happened. I did not know this that one of my personal Facebook friends worked for a marketing company, and that company that I was talking about, and that page at the website where and the and the whole process with that prod with that service was one of her clients. Oh
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and she to, i didn't know this, but she uh, at first I didn't know it. She told me later. She called uh, the, her client, who mm-hmm. th- who then was like the director of marketing, and said, "Are you kidding me? You know, like I designed this wonderful page. People fill out the page, and they go into the dark abyss of <laughs> of this. <laughs> look what happened." And then she said, "And did you have to piss off Susan Weinshank, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> a well known?" <laughs> speaker on user experience like that was who you had. <laughs> and i didn't know she had done this until later but all of a sudden like you know so i'm in this like dispute with the company and trying to work things out and i get a call from like, the director of marketing of a Uh large insurance company and uh, then i found out that's why i had gotten that call i (laughs) I was like why am i getting a call from the director of marketing yeah (laughs) i haven't escalated it that far yet
0: i'm not that good but i'm good but I'm not that good yet yeah customer
1: service is just such an interesting thing it's so important and people Mm -hmm. just you know they just don't realize it um you know this. This one customer service person was emailing me and telling me, you know, I that my emails to her were rude,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I think I, I had put one word in all caps. Not it was like it was like you know your or my or it was something yeah. like that, and uh, she started lecturing me on how all capital letters was shouting, and <laughs> I was being very rude, and <laughs> it's like well you know I'm about to spend. Like eighteen thousand dollars,
0: yeah,
1: with you, um, all i want- I just wanted like a full list of the the what would be covered it was insurance we We can't send that out, she said
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, you think I'm gonna spend eighteen thousand dollars and not know what the coverage is, like
0: yeah,
1: would you spend eighteen thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> and she's yeah. like, "You're being rude, and we're not going to have if we if you can't if you're going to be rude, we're not going to have any more interactions." It was like, "So you don't want my eighteen thousand dollars?" I was just like so confused, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh man! Yeah.
1: But yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what's. Uh, people don't get it. I guess maybe they're really stressed. I don't know. Well, I, okay? feel,
0: I I hope no one tells you about the internet. <laughs> that's, that's my concern. <laughs> It's like, oh, sorry if my uppercase letters of one word <laughs> issue. I like, like, I hope no one tells you about the internet. That's out there. So. <laughs>
1: well, it was their their form that was impossible to fill out. Oh man.
0: Yeah. oh man, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. People um, people can be quite strange. I try to be nice, but I get probably not as nice as I should be. <laughs> I, I, I I'm sure i'm I'm telling this story in a very biased way. My oh, self oh, yeah. story is that I'm very <laughs> n- nice with customer service people, but I there are probably customer service people out here that are saying that woman <laughs> she filled up my voicemail box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I think we'll we'll leave it on that one. That was awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, Susan, how can uh, people find you on the internet and uh, and uh, read more about your books?
1: Yeah, so uh, our website is the theteamw, that's T-H-E, and then the word team, T-E-A-M-W.com. Um, my Twitter is at thebrainlady. So one of those two ways are probably the best best ways to find us.
0: Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I really appreciate the time that you uh, took out to speak with us today.
1: I hope you get that uh, cooking pot thing.
0: <laughs> thank you resolve. so much. Thanks. I I now feel more resolved to get it done. If not, I will enjoy the journey. No. So all right, cool. Bye-bye.